Well, thank you so much, everyone, for coming to another episode of The American Dream in the Eyes of Immigrants. I am your host, Heidi de la Cruz. If this is your first time here, welcome to the show. If you are a returning listener, welcome back. Today, I have a very special guest. I have Vera, and she is going to be talking to us about her parents' experience coming from their home country and then also her experience growing up as a child of immigrants. And Vera, I am so sorry. I forgot what country your parents came from. Yeah, my parents are from Nigeria. Nigeria, that's right. Okay, I truly, truly, truly apologize. All right, so let's get started with a little information about you, your background, and then um, the first question that I had sent you was, what were some challenges you saw your parents face um, living in another country? Um, well, I know that well, they told me some stories while they went to college here and everything, you know, so some of the challenges that they faced is the commercials that they showed of Africa in America. Mm. Um, so those commercials made it seem like, and they would get questions, you know, both from people of color and people that aren't of color, so to speak, yeah. about how they lived, how were they able to live out there? Did they encounter lions? Uh, did they live in trees? These are the kinds of questions. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. And I would get, honestly, growing up, the same type of questions when I said where my parents were from. Or, like, if they're showing any kinds of, you know, video in class about Africa or about slaves, everybody would look at me. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, so, yeah, I would get that a lot. I mean, whatever. I mean, I look at it right now, and it's like, you know what? It shaped who I am. I, I overcame it. Yeah, but I would have to explain to them. Yeah, they lived in houses, or my even my parents told me how to explain that, you know. And I mean, look, it was colonized by the British. Mm -hmm. One of the many countries that was colonized by the British. Mm -hmm. so if they so-called came to civilize things, and I'm not saying things weren't civilized there. That's another thing. So then, how would it be that they didn't live in houses? Yeah, you see what mm -hmm. I'm saying. Yeah, so it's like this this narrative that was painted about you know, African countries in general, um, that was just really, really wrong. And a lot of people are seeing that today when they go and travel over there. Yeah. Or and do all kinds of things over there. They're like, wow, this is not what we thought it was. It's nothing mm -hmm. like that at all. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So yeah, it was it, those depictions were not accurate. And I think that when they did those videos, I mean again, and Africa is a very, very vast continent. Mm -hmm. multiple different tribes, even in Nigeria alone, there's well over 250 different languages. Okay. Wow. Country. So the fact that they made that whole depiction, it's like, you know, even within the country, two tribes are not the same. So that means like the Igbos and the Zulus are not even the same necessarily. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like every single African is the same. Everybody lives in remote areas. And yeah, there are some that live in remote areas, just like there's some people who live out in the hills here, right? Mm -hmm. Not everybody does. No. Yeah. Oh my goodness. So yeah. so much there. I mean, honestly, even last night, um, and it, it, it all just talks about like just the ignorance here in the United yeah. States and the lack of like really teaching geography and like Correct. stuff outside of the United States. And I am a product of that because I, you know, went to school here. So even last night, I was telling uh, my husband we were watching the. Um, a basketball game and one of the players was from Africa 
And I had asked, I was like, wait, but what country, you know? And he was like, oh, I'm not sure. But it's like, I feel like, I was telling my husband, I was like, I feel like Africa is the only continent that we really like just say Africa, right? Because right. when someone is from India, like India's in Asia, we don't say, oh, they're from Asia, you know? Correct. Like, I feel like, and, and that's just because here, like, we just like lump it all together in Africa but it's like no like there's so many countries and it, you know so many different cultures and like you said languages and it's like we yeah. really we really shouldn't do that but that's just like you know like again the the upbringing in the school teaching here and and like you said like when those pictures and the videos that we get here of Africa is just like you know the safari and and and, and things like that so I bet that was very you know frustrating to have having to like probably explain that over and over to people exactly. um, because yeah because i know the same thing happens to us who speak spanish is mm -hmm. like as soon as people hear us speak spanish they're like oh you're from mexico like no, no. there's so no, many, there's so many <laughs> that, I know. that yes that i had a guest yeah. from sisters from mexico and they explained to me that even in mexico like there's so many different dialects and things like that um that's different yes. spoken there and i was you know and that was news to me i was like wow that's really really interesting Yes, so, yeah. Of, yeah, there was even a Spanish colony in Africa too. It's called mm. Equatorial Guinea. So they speak Spanish there and other African languages as well. So their dialect, I know, is probably different from somebody in DR than somebody in Mexico. Definitely yeah. different from Spain. Yeah, so yeah. Things like that. Like people don't even know, like, stuff like, like it wasn't just the British that colonized there, it was Portugal, France, all different, you know, European countries. So yeah. That, that colonized in Africa. Wow, that's mm -hmm. very, wow. Okay. Right. And so let's see what what are one or one or two challenges that you can tell us um, about, you know, you growing up um, as a child of immigrants, because, you know, like for us, I'm a child of immigrant for us is different having, you know, parents that came from a different country than someone who, you know, whose parents were native born here. Yes. Yeah, so me being born and raised here, I mean, the challenge was is like, you know, um, my parents are Nigerian-American, and then there's American culture, right? Yeah. And so you, I, I went to a school that was majority white growing up and everything, and so it, they would say different things, you know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. things that they're allowed to do that I was not even allowed to do at all. Like, mm -hmm. So once you stepped into my household, you weren't in America anymore. You were in Nigeria. Anymore. <laughs> so yes. I had to follow all those rules. But now I look back at it and it does make a lot of sense. And honestly, what my parents taught me is more in line with the Bible than anything I've ever seen. Oh, so A lot of the cultures in Africa, and what I noticed, if you look at a lot of the tribes, they have um, names that have to do with God. Even like the, the township where my dad is from, literally means children of God in English mm -hmm. or like even like for instance the Zulus means of the heavens or whatever so it's just really interesting that a lot of their culture stuff actually matches with the Bible so it's like oh wow so that's what they were trying to tell me and I just thought it's like well, yeah like this but um it's pretty much really much aligned with the Bible so when I was growing up I didn't see that I didn't you know what I mean I did not mm -hmm. have the eyes to see you know what I mean yeah so when I was growing up, I was like, man, they're allowed to do this. They're allowed to do that. They're allowed to sleep over people's houses. I can't oh. do this. I can't do that. And I'm like, oh, now I see why I can't do A, B, C, and D. Mm -hmm. And, you know, so that was the challenge. It was always like, it's, it's, it was an identity challenge as well. 
because it's like, okay, I'm black. I'm, I'm also African-American. I'm also you mm-hmm. know, a female, right? So it was also an identity issue. And then, you know, so that's really what it was. It was identity. And then knowing that what other kids were allowed to do, culturally, I was not allowed to do. Mm-hmm. So I was like, man, I feel like, why, why is it? Why can't I do this? Why can't I do that? Why can't I go there? Why do I have curfew at like eight o'clock? Well, I mean, yeah. <laughs> but now it makes perfect sense. It makes perfect sense because they were also afraid of like certain things that could happen. You know? Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, look, look at how many people are just getting um, shot because of their color, their skin and everything. You uh, yeah. scare your parents and so they're like no you need to come in before <laughs> yeah yeah nine. and so now it all makes sense but you know when you're younger you're like oh I want to do what everybody else is doing you know what I mean I want mm-hmm. to have those same, same advantages but now it's like oh I get it I get it because nowadays if I had a kid yeah I'll be strict as ever <laughs> yeah yes yeah, that is so true and, yeah. and it happened to me as well like um, there was, uh, like you said, certain things that I wasn't allowed to do that my friends could do and my parents couldn't mm-hmm. understand why my parents wouldn't allow me. And it's, you know, and but like now, like you said, like looking back, I, I'm more thankful. I'm like, you know, thank you for, you know, this, this and that, yes. because it really shaped me to who I am. And like yes. now as a parent, I definitely understand their, you know, their fears and their protection because I, I told my daughter from that, like, there's no sleeping over. No, 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 no. What is that? Like, yes, no, you sleep here. Yes, there, do your little play date thing. Mm -hmm. After you use any kind of dish, you wash it and everything. Oh, (laughs) so wait, so your parents told you to wash dishes at like your friend's houses? Yeah, wow, that's even like saying like and i still do it in my emails to this day like uh-huh. at work like I'll, I'll say good morning good afternoon i'll say yeah. good evening when i'm writing to people these are just things that they taught us that you know what i mean that we had to do just have proper etiquette but they were like no sleepovers you yeah, go yeah. there you do what you come back you come back home mm-hmm. yes so, yeah so it's funny and and it's funny that you say that you're from the dominican republic right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah and a lot and a lot of um slaves came from you know nigeria to there yep. so it's very interesting that both of our parents yeah 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 i recently <laughs> i think there was there's a documentary in um netflix about food okay and it was crazy to see how much of our dominican food stems from from oh, yeah. Africa, yeah. Oh, yeah. So like the, even the the name and just like different foods that we eat, even the the music and and things yeah. like all stems from like it's it's crazy and amazing too to just like know all that. Oh, um, yeah. The, yeah. So it's Absolutely. awesome. Yeah. Yeah, so. because like you said, a lot of people, you know, forget that slaves were not only brought to the United States. Exactly. Um, I think I I wrote an article and I think. Um, before they had reached to the United States as slaves, they were uh, in the Caribbean. Like they brought slaves to the Caribbean first and then they went to the United States. So people tend to forget that. So it's like they, they took the slaves everywhere. Yes, exactly. Yeah. The Caribbean first 
and then even in um, like Brazil, for instance. And yeah, mm-hmm. they came to the United States later. That's yeah. a funny thing. So yeah, mm-hmm. you're absolutely right. Yeah. So now that we're, you know, touching about culture a little bit and how, you know, your parents uh, kept their culture here in the United States, how do you feel that helped shape you into who you are today? Um, I think it made me very um, mentally organized. Okay. So because they were very, very, um, you know, organized with how they did things with you must wake up, you must take a shower, you must do this and do that. So I'm mm-hmm. very, very organized mentally. Um, I think it also made me sensitive to certain things and made it easier for me not to follow certain things, maybe that in American culture aren't acceptable, uh, acceptable even, even biblically. Mm. Like I said, uh, the, the culture really aligns biblically a lot. Like, uh, yeah. It, the way that the Lord showed me that it does is just, wow, it's crazy. So, you know, I think that it made me more comfortable with that. And like, there's just certain things that I, I like, I just don't need, like, I don't need to get drunk. I don't need to do certain things. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't find joy in that stuff. It, it made me okay to just, you know, have hobbies here and there, exercise and focus on my life and not on things that really don't matter. Okay, beautiful. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah I love that. Yeah. And, and you know, obviously living in the United States, we do tend to adapt a little bit of the culture here. Yes. Um, so I just wanted to know, like, what were some examples that of culture that you guys adapted from here, from the, the U.S.? Oh, one thing I liked growing up, which I don't eat as much now, I used to like burgers a lot. Oh, <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> I used to like burgers. I used to like McDonald's a lot. I can't, I don't eat McDonald's at all anymore, by the way. Yeah, yeah. A lot of things. But, um, you know, those are the types of things. Pizza, like, and I know that pizza's Italian, but I'm just saying in general. Yeah, yeah. Especially coming from New York, those are things that I really gravitated towards a lot. So, um, so it'll be, it'll be like mostly food and sometimes like certain TV shows, right? Okay, um, yeah. Like, for instance, I grew up watching The Cosby Show before all those scandals and everything. But, yeah, I grew up watching The Cosby Show and things like that. So, you know, that's pretty much what I adapted. Certain styles of dress, you know. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. That's pretty much it. But in terms of a lot of the bad stuff, I thank God I did not. Okay. <laughs> okay. That's good. That's good. And your parents, um, or how is like the clothing in Nigeria? Is it like very, very different from the United States or, or like how, what are like some of the differences? That's a good question. So clothing in um, Nigeria, like they wear, as if because it's really, really hot there. It's really mm-hmm, hot mm-hmm. and they have like a rainy season. They don't have any snow or anything like that, but mm-hmm. they have like a rainy season. So they wear a lot of Western clothing. Okay. Um, and people have different, I would say that people have different styles. I'm more conservative in general. Yeah. But some people can be over the top if they want to. But, <laughs> um, and then there's also, of course, traditional outfits. And those are especially worn during parties, weddings, mm. um, those type of events. You know, sometimes people might wear some traditional wear that's loose a little bit. And it's called Ankara. I don't know if you've heard of it. But um you know, sometimes people wear that too as well. I've seen people actually, even in Nigerian Americans and Cameroonian Americans and all kind from all different places in Africa wearing that type of stuff, even here. Um, you know, and it's just, I guess, a little bit more loose in ter- and the, the material, it's, it's good material, but it's a little bit, it is really great for the summer. 
So okay. I think people wear that too, and people wear that a lot in Nigeria. So they range from you know Western to traditional, depending on what the event and the occasion is. Okay. But yeah, when it comes to especially work, usually, I mean, sometimes they even do this. Sometimes I'll wear like a full-on skirt suit. I'm like, how it's hot, but they'll <laughs> do it. So, um, so yeah, that's pretty much the style of dress there. Yeah. Oh, okay. And so your parents, like, they've kept that tradition even living here, or have they like? Um, adapted just a full Western style? Um, they wear a Western style, like when they're going to the supermarket, when they're going out, I mean, mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. when they're going out to eat, when they're going to work. But when they go to events, no, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. When they go to events, they wear, yeah, they, they wear traditional outfits. Awesome, okay. Events. If they're going to events that's not Nigerian, then they have American clothes for that, of course. Okay. If they're going to a wedding, um, sometimes even baby showers, yeah. organizational, like they have all different types of organizations um, in America that are Nigerian. They'll wear, mm-hmm. they'll wear traditional. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, that's beautiful. Mm-hmm. That's nice. Yeah. I love that. I love that, that people, that's the beauty of, of the United States. Like there's so many right. different, you know, exactly. tradition and things. And like, we can see that like people who like, continue to keep their culture like we can see that and just like yes. embrace that and just it's so beautiful you know and then learn like right. I'm learning so much from you right now and I, and oh, I love it awesome. <laughs> yeah. um have you ever visited Nigeria yes I have the last time I went was when I was honestly 10 years old okay how was that it was very I mean you know I was a kid and it was it was very interesting yeah um, a lot of fun because you're a kid I was yeah. Kid again, honestly, I don't know why everybody likes adulthood. No, <laughs> but um, it was a lot of fun, and it was, and you know, and and I know that from videos that I've seen on YouTube or whatever, um, that has changed even a lot now. So I yeah, go again one of these days. You know, um, when I definitely have more time to go. But yeah, I do. And the thing is, is that when you go to a place like Nigeria, the reason why I was able to go when I was a kid also is because. Um, you know, my parents had their own business and everything, and you need to stay there for about a month because of how long it takes to get there. Mm, yeah, back. like <laughs> yeah, you need to. It, two weeks is not enough. It's yeah, not enough. you will be. You will be like. I mean, because even when we came back, like the jet lag was just tight. Like you know, so I can only imagine if I only stayed there for like two weeks. So yeah, we would stay for a whole month, and we were able to do that back then. So that's what I need, really. It, it, for me to go, I need to stay there for a whole month. And it's, from what I hear, it's changed a lot. And I'm sure it'll be a different experience now that I'm 38 years old. So, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, make You know, I know it's not easy, like, to make that that, that trip. I mean, that's why yeah. it's been so long. But definitely, like, you know, try to... To go back, um, I love that my daughter's able to, her dad lives in the Dominican Republic, so I love that oh. she's able to go and spend time with her dad and her family over there, because, like, my memories of visiting the Dominican Republic when I was younger has are just all amazing, like, such fun and, and wow. good times, so I love that she's able to do that, so, so for anybody who's listening who is a child of immigrant or an immigrant themselves, like, try to go back to your home country, like, I mean, I know that's probably like, you know, something that they want to do, but it just, it can get so hard sometimes, but definitely. Um, So this next question, 
I have not asked before. And the reason why I'm asking is because I recently read an article. Um, This guy was kind of comparing the American dream from from like a view of immigrants versus, you know, uh, native born. So I wanted to know, how do you think the American dream differs from immigrants to people who are born here? Um, I think the American dream has changed a lot in 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 general like since the fifties. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So like now, like for a lot of women, it's especially to work hard to make a lot of money and everything, and you know maybe get married later, which is kind of what's happening to me, you know, in a, in a way. Like, but you know, I would say like the immigrant dream is more like come here, try to achieve as much as you can, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, of course, get married. For Nigerians, usually they try to make you, they try to say that you should get married like immediately you graduate from college, but they want all their, that's another thing. They really push education a lot. Oh, okay. Want, whether you're male or female, they want you to at least graduate college, at the very least. At the very wow. least. Wow. So yeah, they push that a lot. Um, so, you know, get married, have kids and, and make future generations. That's what it is for them, really. Okay. It's it's very much about legacy. But I don't think America's that much about legacy as much. I don't think so. Yeah. But I noticed that when it comes to Nigerians, they're very, very big on legacy. And they're big on education. Period. Education. Oh. Oh my goodness. Because they know that that's the pathway for us, especially people of color, like that is the pathway. Yes. Okay. That that's what sets us apart. That's why we go and get the masters. That's why we you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that's why we do all that because we know that you know what at least I have this in my back pocket. So even if I do get married, at least I have that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. yeah <laughs> I love that. I love that um, that you guys are big on education. I'm oh, big. Yeah. I'm big on education, and you know we know here that in the United States you can make a good living. You know, without a college degree, like there's different ways, but. Right education is just something that no one can take away from you no one no one you know and honestly like the more you know like the more power you have you know like the the it's just it's it's a it's amazing like what you can learn what you can um expose yourself to with the knowledge and you know and even the people that you can connect with just from what you know so i I love that i love that um your guys's culture is really big on education because i'm big on education so yeah yeah i even put it to other people like look you have to like focus on this and focus on that it's so important yeah and especially you know, and I know that a lot of Christians try to push that education isn't important, but even God says it's important in some kind of way. Mm-hmm. And when you when you have education and you're empowered by by God through the Holy Spirit and everything, Amen. Oh my goodness! Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, you can easily tell what's right and what's wrong. You can easily tell what's a lie, and you know, you can yes, yes, you're you're doing it in more alignment with God. So it's mm-hmm. so important that. Uh, that Christians especially get an education. Absolutely. Yes. It's really important. I mean, it can get you into rooms to lead people to God through Jesus Christ that you probably couldn't have ever entered if you didn't have one. So, yeah. 
Amen. Yes. Beautifully said. And I want to go back to your parents. Yeah. They, they met in Nigeria and came together or they met here? They met in Nigeria, right? Mm-hmm. But they came here separately. I believe oh. my dad came here first and then my mom came here. But they knew each other from Nigeria. Oh, wow. Yes, yes. And then they got, they got married here. And, and with, when it comes to Nigerians, they have two types of weddings. They have the traditional wedding, okay, which would be like an Igbo type of wedding and, a, and all that. And then they have what they call the white wedding. When I mean white wedding, I mean because they're wearing a white, you know, the white dress or whatever, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which is like, you know, the church wedding and all that. So they have two different types. And so they have both of those. Yeah. Oh, do they do them together or are they like on a separate occasion? Usually separate days. I've seen oh, okay. where they've done both the same day. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but usually, yeah, it's separate days. It'll be like that you do the traditional one maybe on a Friday or something and then uh-huh. you do the white wedding on a, on a Saturday. Oh, interesting. Okay. It's it's reminding me a lot of um, Indian weddings that I've I've seen and heard that they do like a whole weekend thing. So it's like three days of celebrations and they have a lot of different traditional things that they do. That's really cool. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Cool, cool. Um, and what what state did they move to? Because I know, like, depending on what state you, like, come, f- come to the United States, it's, like, different cultural shocks that people have. So I'm just wondering, like, did they go to, like, New York or, like, somewhere south? Oh, yeah. My dad came to New York. I to mean, New York? Yeah. Okay. He yeah. Went to, he even went to SUNY Buffalo for undergrad. So, yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. New York. And my mother was in New Jersey. So, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah cool because you know the different cultural shocks and like the weather is completely different oh yeah yeah yes buffalo is just snow everywhere yeah <laughs> so that is, that yes is, yeah that's usually that's usually a big culture shock when some when immigrants are coming like you said like a tropical hot place right. to the cold and it's like what is this white stuff that's not going away <laughs> you know exactly. yeah well Vera thank you so much for sharing your parents experience your experience I learned so much from you today about Nigeria and your culture and you know growing up in it and it's crazy how like we are from different continents and we have a lot of similarities like within our culture and and things like that and growing up as immigrant children so Mm -hmm. um thank you so much is there um sorry i forgot to ask is there any like business or anything that you would like to promote for yourself um any way that people can get in contact with you um for anything that you may be doing right now oh yeah so um (laughs) So, you know, I, you know, I run a, a ministry, but I also, um, I'm offering life coaching, right? Okay, um, cool. And even um, mental health coaching for people who just finished therapy. And one of the things that I do is also immigration wellness. So, you know, people that came from another country, maybe they're trying to adjust, you know, and they're also Christians at the same time. So I help them with that adjustment, you know, for a fee, of course, and the money that I get paid goes back towards the ministry. Okay. I also already work full time in healthcare. So that's pretty much what I'm offering is, you know, so anybody who needs help with that, anything really, even if it's to overcome, you know, other spiritual issues, you know, just to definitely reach out to me for that. 
Awesome. And where can people get in contact with you? Yeah, they can definitely call me directly, you know. So okay. my phone number is 713-396-0954. Perfect. And I will include that in the show notes. I will also include... Yeah, your links. Yep, I'll go ahead and include that too. And and just thank you. Thank you for the work that you're doing. That is very, very important. Yeah, no problem at all. Especially when um, immigrants are coming and, and they're, you know, of, have that faith and they're trying to find, you know, their home church and things like that. So that's yes. that's extremely, extremely important what you're doing. Thank you so much. Oh, you're welcome. No problem at all. All right. Well, again, thank you for your time. And I will include all that information in the show notes. And you have a great rest of your day. Okay. Thank you. This was fun. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) All right. bye. 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 Thank you so much for listening all the way through today's episode. I really hope you enjoyed it. Here are a few ways that you can help support this podcast. You can share this episode with a friend, subscribe on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, leave a review, sign up for the newsletters to get episodes straight into your inbox, or donating money. If you're interested in advertising your business or sponsoring an episode, please send me an email. The email is listed in the show notes. Thank you once again for your continuous support. Until next time.